what's up everyone and welcome to another episode of in these quarantines i remain your friendly boy host of juggernauts and let's jump right in so much moving news has dropped um this past couple of days um let's just start off with the one that really intrigues me and that's the fact that uh, jurassic world is going to get a continuation of course we had the first jurassic park trilogy and then we had the jurassic world trilogy I wasn't big on Jurassic World Dominion. I really didn't like that film as much. I liked the first Jurassic World film, you know, that, that introduced Chris Pratt and um, Brazilus Howard. Fallen Kingdom was a bit of a mixed match for me. I liked some of it, especially the latter end, but I didn't love Dominion at all. Like, I really didn't like that film. But of course, Dominion made a billion dollars, so it's logical that the studios want to, you know, keep churning out more of the Jurassic World movies. Now, it was recently announced that David Leach. Are taking over to direct the film. Of course, David Leach comes from the John Wick franchise. He did Bullet Train recently, fantastic film. That he led the project, and now Garrett Edwards has taken over. And this actually gets me a bit more excited because Garrett Edwards has shown mastery in dealing with like big budgets, you know, action, sci-fi, monster movies. I mean, he, he did the Godzilla movie, 2013 movie. He did the Monsters movie, which was what kind of used to break into the industry. And he's recently renowned for his work on the creator of fantastically beautiful you've made movie that was under hundred million dollars for like that was a that felt like a big sci-fi epic. So I'm curious to see his touch on this um upcoming Jurassic World movie. And I'm hoping that um you know it actually has more sensibilities similar to Jurassic and um, Godzilla 2013 which is most likely unlikely because you know the, the monster movies have a wider appeal when they are just more about the violence and breaking and I'm all for that but there was something about Jurassic and Godzilla 2013 that I really, I really enjoyed I know you probably didn't like the movie as much because that didn't show up as much in the film and, and even even though the monsterverse movies that Godzilla vs Kong, Godzilla King of Monsters you know, focus more on the monster, which made sense, and less on the human characters because they're more hollow. Um, I think that Edward found the right balance with Godzilla 2013, where even though I mean the human characters were like best written, but I thought they were at least a bit more fleshed out compared to the monsterverse movies. I mean, what I'm trying to talk about is basically something as balanced as Monarch Legacy of Monsters TV series that came up that dropped on Apple last year. That was really nice balance of monster um, action and then human drama. So that, I, I really keep my hope up for. For, <clears throat> for this guy, everyone is a director. I just really find it intriguing. He's one of those directors that you know, he's not a big name director, but he's someone that whenever he does a movie, I always check it out because of kind of his unique take, similar to someone like um, um, the guy that did um, District 9, Neil Blomkamp. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, you know, his career has really gone the way he should after District 9. I liked Elysium as well, I feel like Chappie more than most, I didn't like Demonic. I love this work with the old studios animation, anthological series, but yeah, um, I just really like when these kind of directors do things like this and it, it keeps me intrigued. Same thing with Lei Wanel. Whenever I do something, I have to check it out. Alright, moving on. Um, I announced previously that Borderlands um, movie trade poster dropped the last um, time I recorded, but ever since between that time and now, we've gotten our official first trailer. And this is what I will say about the trailer. Okay, um, it's not a bad trailer. Neither is it a great trailer in the sense that I played a video game, so obviously I was excited to see a lot of the <clears throat> characterizations brought to life, you know, like Claptrap, Craig are so um, well realized from the video game, you know. I mean, but that's just half of the, half of the battle. 
you know, adapting adapting something to look like the resource material is not enough. You need to make your adaptation actually be a good adaptation. You know, I also pay homage to the source material. Now, like I said, I like the casting so far. Like I said, um, Ariana Grimbald as Tiny and Tiny T- and Tina. We have um, Florian Montiel, the guy that was Razor Fist from Shang Chi. In uh, he's gonna be with Craig. We have um, Kate, um, Kate Blanchett. You can never go do wrong as Lilith. You know. Uh, and then you have um, what was her name? Jimmy Lee Curtis as this as the scientist. Now, like I said, my only big issue so far is um, <clears throat> uh, Kevin Hart as Roland because now I've not seen the movie yet, so I don't know the characterization of Roland they're going with. But from the from the video game, Roland is a very serious character, and it was someone that I thought would be played by someone like probably Terry Crews or Idris Elba. But even in the trailer, we see Kevin Hart not really cracking jokes per se. I mean, he's more like a straight man character, which is what the character of Roland is. So I'm curious to see. Don't get me wrong, Kevin Hart does have some dramatic jobs. I mean, I wouldn't put him on par with some other comedian turned actors like, let's say, Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock. Uh, but I, th- I do think, uh, I'm just curious to see how this turns out. Look, the, the one appreciation I have is the fact that the trailer feels very Guardians of Galaxy-esque in the sense that, look, imitation or is always expected you know something comes up people get inspired and copy or whatever fine but being derivative is a problem i just hope the, sh- the tip the movie doesn't just become like a garden galaxy kind of ripoff or trying to be too much like that that it lacks an identity the borderlands video game is known for having this kind of unique humor very whimsical off the cuff kind of humor with the sense that things are going on there's a lot of violence going on but there's this self-aware humor it's almost deadpool-ish almost or i say almost and the one thing i really really hope they keep in the movie are the character introductions from the video games because in the video games when a character gets introduced you get this kind of freeze frame where they put their name and the, and the kind of whimsy title underneath it's really really good so i hope they keep that but anyway I keep my eyes peeled. Of course, Jack Black is voicing Claptrap, and that looks already fun. Already, little I saw from him is already hilarious. And um, also, Elairoth directing also gives me a bit of pause because I'm not, I'm not really big. I'm not really big Elairoth fan. I love some of his movies, but you know, he's been hit and miss for me. But let me know what you guys think. Now, speaking of adaptations, I finally caught up with Avatar: The Last Airbender on Netflix, and I must say this: I went in with a lot of trepidation. I was really nervous. I loved the original cartoon. Um, the M. Night Shyamalan movie was a disaster, so I was like, it's going to be another train wreck. And I must say this, this was a very good TV show. Really, really good. Now, it doesn't hold a candle to the original, to the source material, but it plays a lot of homage to it. Yeah? And on its own, as a story, it is well-written, in my opinion. The pacing is pretty good. The VFX is really well done. The bending, um, uh, the bending CGI and everything in VFX was, was well-rendered. Or the fight choreography is top notch. The acting may suffer a little bit, especially with the, with the kid child actors, but it's not abysmal. It's just it's, it's, it's tenable, it's serviceable. Overall, I actually enjoyed it. I thought they did a lot. They, they cut off a lot of things, obviously, because you know, compared to eight episodes, compared to episodes to twenty episodes. But I thought they kept a lot of core essential elements that were relevant to the characters. Zuko and Eru's um, chemistry, I really liked. Soccer surprised me, man. I love the actor that plays soccer so much. I think the weakest performance would probably be Katara and Ang, but they were still serviceable, like I said. Um, Bumi was really fun to see. Even the, the creatures like um, Momo and Appa, seeing them in live action too, was really well done. I was really so pleasantly surprised by this, and I give it a solid like 7 out of 10, in my opinion. I really liked this um, adaptation, and I'm definitely looking forward to season 2. Yeah.
continue another thing i really liked about the show is the fact that they actually dealt with the genocide and the fact that they are currently at war this is a bit more serious in the tone of course the Nickelodeon show was catered to kids mostly so it wasn't couldn't go as violent as they wanted to but i love the fact that i mean look firebenders are burning people like people are getting like you know hurt because of the violence on and, and because the country the nation is literally at war so that was it was a really well done um adaptation and i'm looking forward to season two all right um tunnel boats you know the tunnel boat movie is coming which is going to focus on basically think of like a success squad s kind of team but for the mcu and i know winter soldier is going to be in it the red guardian that's the Harbour's character from Black Widow is going to be in it. Um, Yelena Belova, Black Widow is going to be in it. Ghost from Ant-Man 2, a character that I thought was wickedly underused, and um, Ant-Man 2 is going to be in it. And then I, saw, I believe also having um, the Taskmaster character. I mean, you just call it Taskmistress. Another character that was woefully underused in Black Widow. I'm hoping these guys get a little bit more, um, you know, story fleshed oh and also usa agents from falcon winter soldier so i hope that story they get a better story and make them a bit more intriguing and interesting and flesh them out more uh the, the, the cast actually intrigues me and we, i don't really know the plot yet but a lot of people the lot of murmurings um arose because centuries gonna appear in the movie so my guess would be probably they have been um sent by the government to take down century or something but I, I really hope their mission isn't something too outlandish I hope it's actually a bit more grounded. So it doesn't have to be. Yeah, they are, also, they are, they are super soldiers, they're a bit enhanced and what have you. But I hope they are, they are, well, their mission itself is a bit grounded and not too outlandish. Uh, you know, like, well, I, so it's just become too, a bit too ridiculous, like Suicide Squad 1, that's the David Ayer one. And more like Suicide Squad, uh, this Suicide Squad, that's the James Bond version. So, um, yeah, the, what gets me excited is the fact that Joan Carlo, showrunner of The Bear, uh, was sought after to work on the script, which gives me a little bit of excitement because if you watch the bear, you know I love that show so much. That was a wonderful executive show. But let's see. I just hope that she wasn't just brought in to embellish it for the studio, but actually putting her own touch and her own spin into it. Then, um, for our first trailer for the Gentleman TV series coming to Netflix, Guy Ritchie is one of my favorite directors of all time. This dude his humor, his style, the fact that he has tried to even do new things and they still work, like Aladdin and Wrath of Man, and even The Covenant really surprised me. I love those movies. And he did The Gentleman, uh, it came out some years back, and I absolutely liked that. I loved that movie, man. That movie was hilarious with Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, sorry, blanking on the guy's name now. God damn it. Um, yeah, that was Hugh Grant. Henry Golden, man, fantastic cast, man, seriously, Jeremy Strong, and then we have a TV series coming out, and I could definitely see, when I watched the movie, I really thought to myself, like, this is something that you could, you could either make a spin-off of, you could make a sequel to, you know, and the TV series just makes more sense, you know, you, as long as she has that same kind of, um, that British, wily humor to it, then I'm definitely going for it. Theo James is leading the role, and Theo James is actually a very suave actor. I can see him pulling that gentleman character. So I'm curious to check out the gentleman on Netflix. Uh, and then, now, one of the, I guess, positives I would say of adaptation of source materials, especially source materials that have been long, I was long forgotten, but are very old and, you know, they've not really had any continuation. It's the fact that whether the adaptation is good or bad, it's going to bring a lot of eyes to the original source material. For example, after watching Netflix, the um, Avatar, Last Airbender, I now want to watch the original TV series again. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I can't watch it on Netflix, I can easily jump in and check it out. Now, 
based on, I'm guessing, probably popularity of the live action adaptation, uh, reports have come out that it lasts, the Avatar Lasse Beta cartoon will continue in a new animated film coming out October 2025. And the film story will follow Ang, Katara, Sokka, and Zuko, and Toph in their late 20s and early 30s. Now, I'm not gonna lie, um, I've, I wanted the Avatar story to continue and focus on the new Avatar after the era of Korra. That means to be an earthbender this time around. But uh, I am still kind of open to the fact that, you know, they want to continue the story of Anger and, and Korra. I just feel like we've seen, even though we only saw their stories as kids, we already saw the aftermath of their, of, of what they did in Korra. We already knew how, we already kind of know general knowledge of what they became. Uh, but I'm definitely going to check it out. These characters are really intriguing and I would love to check out and see what they've come, come for to. Now, since you know, adaptations of anime, um, and, you know, animes, we have a Naruto uh, movie coming. Oh boy, this actually makes me very nervous. Now, um, one thing that worked for Avatar, in my opinion, over something like Death Note, was apart from the fact that Avatar The Last Airbender actually has a better script than Death Note, it's the fact that Avatar The Last Airbender is a TV series and Death Note was a movie. And the anime is very hard to adapt into a movie. It's really, really hard. Especially, um, you know, most animes are bulky. Now, Death Note was only 37 episodes in the original, but I still think that Death Note could have been a, a you know, eight episode mini series instead of a movie. And um, so, Oof, Naruto, this, this is really, I really love Naruto, like, I never finished Naruto anime, but it's one of my, I mean, Naruto is like the second anime I ever watched, that I got into, so, I really, really love the idea of an anime, of, of, of Naruto, but man, a live action is really, really, <laughs> ooh, it's really risky, and the fact that, um, the creator, Mashashi Kishimoto, says that he's convinced another director better than, the, um, Destin, Dino Creton can bring to live action, now, this I can agree with a little bit, now, if the name De- Destin Dino Creton might be familiar to you, because, he was director of Shang-Chi, and that was a fantastic film from Marvel. Shang-Chi's the, the, the visuals, the, 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 the VFX, the martial arts, the choreography, it was such a good film. So I'm curious to see how they want to do this. And I'm like, man, I don't know how, man. Naruto has so many outlandish concepts. Although the only thing I would say is that One Piece, which I think is one of the most outlandish anime out there, is very weird. You have to bring that to live action. And to pretty good good effect. I actually enjoyed One Piece. And funny enough, I would say I actually enjoyed Last Airbender over One Piece. But the fact that we have to achieve One Piece really surprised me. And I could probably see them handling Naruto the same way, you know. But I am really, really nervous about this. Now I know a lot of people complain about studios focusing on established IPs, where are the where are the original stories and this stuff. And this is my my, my response to all this as usual is this. At any given time in the year, there's always more original movies than sequels and remakes. The only difference is that the sequels and remakes get more publicity and marketing, obviously, because they are popular IPs. The truth is, you have studios like A24, Neon, Anapuna, you know, Marv, doing a lot of great ori- um, short, short um, original movies that the truth is people don't actually go and see anyway. You don't go to the cinema, you don't pay money to go and watch it, you know, you stream it online, and, uh, you know, so, you know, those movies don't make money and unfortunately studios are all about making the money say what you want about them yeah filmmaking is important to the creator but to the financier they want to return on investment or so at least even if they return on investment directly you know getting accolades for the film whether it's through awards or recognition or what have you so the thing is i'm gonna say is i'm not excited for the naruto adaptation but i'm definitely gonna check it out if it actually does um come into, into fruition all right um 
speaking of old shows, I'm probably up for, um, I guess, reboots or sequels and what have you. Blue Mountain Destiny was a show that was on MTV. That was actually pretty, pretty charming. And that was actually where I discovered Alan Richardson as starred. Of course, Alan Richardson is more popularly known now as Richard in the Richard TV series. So there's been talks of a sequel to the Blue Mountain, Blue Mountain State series, like a sequel series basically. And uh, Alan Richardson, Darren Brooks, Chris Romano are going to return. I'm guessing Paige Kennedy is going to return as well. So um, that would be curious to, to see because I really enjoyed Blue Mountain State. I never really finished it, but it was one of those shows that I, I was watching growing up and I just, I just found it really, really entertaining. Yeah. And then um, to round up today's topics, uh, Beef is getting a season two. Now, this actually surprised me because I thought season one was perfect the way it was, perfect miniseries well-rounded up story man that show shouldn't have been as good as it was considering the the basic plot about two people getting into a road range but it was so well done so well drawn out but from the casting of season two it makes me guess that probably beef season two is going to be a different story entirely so it's probably going to be an, an archaeological series similar to fargo or true detective and this because they say beef season two is going to follow two couples the first couple is played by Charles Melton. He is from he was Reggie in Riverdale and Kelly Spine Spiney, you could never pronounce her name right. She's gonna be in the upcoming Civil War movie. And the other couple is gonna be Jake Gene Hall, of course. You know Jake Gene Hall is is gonna be in the upcoming remake to Roadhouse and was also Mysterio in, in the MCU. And and Hathaway, of course, uh, from Le Miz, Devil West Brother a cartoon in the Dark Knight trilogy. So this actually intrigues me. I'm curious to see how this is going to go about and uh, I was, um, you know, Beef was like a show I really, really loved more than I expected. So if it's going to be anthological, I, I kind of like that. It's going to be focused on a different form of source of rage that, and for this to be involving couples, probably going to be something with neighbors living across each other and, you know, doing stuff that pisses each other off so that that, that that really intrigues me and um, yeah i'm really excited to see how this goes so anyway let me know your thoughts on the news that dropped so far uh you know how, what do you think about narrative live action have you seen avatar um last a better netflix adaptation what do you think about it what are your thoughts on the borderlands movie and many other stuff thanks for listening as always guys and as always stay safe and stay tuned